Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Welcome, boys and girls. Tim and Tausch podcast. Tim and Tausch in the morning. It's uh, podcast number 14. 14. Here we are. Lots to talk about. First of all, um, Brewers off and running uh, as we record this. They're above 500. They're in New York. Taking on the Mets. Who've won eight straight, so that's a good start. Great timing mm-hmm. that you got to face the Mets. The Cubs lose and lost again, and they continue to eh, not look so great as everyone thought they would be. They're Definitely good. less than impressive, but they're going to be all right. They're good. good. Team. They're a good team. Yep, they're a good team. And and we're done with the Miller Park uh, takeover with Cub fans. Interesting to note on Friday's game at uh, Wrigley, Wrigley Park, Wrigley Field, the neighborhood dump, uh, 29,000 paid attendance. <laughs> Well, yeah. it was cold. Who cares? <laughs> Come on, you couldn't have expected too much. These Cub fans, loyal. Oh, they'll follow. They'll 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 mm-hmm. go to other cities. And no, not not to Wrigley Field apparently. Although I did see that story. Did you see that kid that uh, skipped school to go to the Cubs opener, and then his principal caught yeah, him? Yeah, they got caught by the principal. That's awesome. Yeah, that is. I uh, I had a similar situation, but it was our senior skip day in high school, and uh, sitting out in the bleachers. And shirt off. It's middle of May, and uh, get to, get to campus the next next summer. Football coach, running back coach, comes up to me. Billy, do we uh, see you skipping school, acting a fool out in the bleachers? This just this past year. Yeah, that was me. I had to be on the jumbotron about five times. Yeah, so it, very very fitting. Uh, and then we have the uh, Milwaukee Bucks heading into the uh, playoffs. Um, and a lot of negativity around the Bucks, And I'm just wondering why that is. I mean, I get it. I, I get the fact that someone's got their opinion, but. It's like it's cool to, to bash the to Bucks bash at the, this point. No, I don't think that's very cool. It, it's become, but it's become, it's become cool at this, on, to some people, I believe, in, in our neck of the woods. In our neck of the woods, yes. It's become very, very fun and very popular to, to talk all, all about the bad parts of the Bucks, where. They're the they're the seventh seed. They're in the playoffs. They are in the playoffs, right? They they did make okay, the playoffs. So yes, three out of four years they've made the playoffs. Uh, last two years they've had a guy start in the All Star game. They won sixteen games this year to be that negative. What they win? 40... 44. Four? 44. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's funny how we broadcast to Bucks fans. Isn't that funny in Milwaukee here? Yeah, I love that team. I, I don't love them as much as the Brewers. As much as your Brewers, but... It, you know, can you marry a baseball team? No. You can't? No. And okay. I would know because I'm I'm licensed to officiate weddings. Okay. Uh, so so whenever you do decide to tie the knot, I'd like to right now put in my application uh, to be able to officiate the wedding. Okay. I would love to marry the Brewers. I don't think my girlfriend would mind. Yeah, I don't think I can do that, though. No. Okay. Um. So the Brewers off I'll and running, Bucks off and running into the playoffs. Uh, we got a little behind-the-scenes action going on. Rami and I went at it uh, earlier in the week about uh, an opinion I had about the Cubs 
uh, thus far this year. They don't look great. And he had an issue with that. He didn't like it. No, he didn't. Speaking of Rami, he's the one and only guy on this station, I think, that is pro Bucks. <laughs> funny how that works. Which is works. funny because, yeah, he he's a Bulls fan on the radio. <laughs> say, and he's the only one that's pointing <laughs> yeah. out to people that there are positives in a, in a team that won 44 games and is going to the playoffs. And the rest of his cohorts are all like, that team's shitty. They're, they're horrible. Yeah. I, I can't trust them. They can't play defense. But him and I went at it, and uh, and that I don't know why. Chris he, Middleton has to go to the bench. Anytime, anytime the Cubs come up, him and I need to go at it. So normally on the podcast, we do uh, a get-to-know segment, one of the staff members. This time we're going to go uh, into the Wayback Machine and into the Time Warp Machine, if you into will. Into the Tim Allen Rolodex is what I would call it, but all right. <laughs> That's it. As a matter of fact, I have two of them that I just packed up in a box. Honest to God, just not more than two weeks ago. I just, just finally put it into a box. I finally Didn't think to burn the fucking thing and just get rid of it. <laughs> no, because you have I'll, a cell phone that you're holding right there. You can put all of those numbers in there, and you don't need that. I don't want to do that data entry. I mean, we're looking at old employees. We're looking at record reps, label reps. We're looking at tour managers. Just all the stuff I went through way back in the olden days of radio. So well, those, just don't get busted for no, anything stupid. No one's gonna look at. it. Wouldn't it be nice to have my grandchildren flip through? grandfather's Rolodex? They couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> no, they might. No, they, they will not No, care. my son won't. No, he won't. He doesn't have the patience He's going to be the one to burn it. That's just sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. It is sad. Uh, so we uh, get to know uh, a former uh, colleague of mine at a couple of different locations, including here on the fan, and his name is Jim Shea, as in Shea Stadium, and we thought that was fitting since the Brewers over the weekend were in New York. Um and uh, Jim Shea, welcome aboard, buddy. Well, good to be here, Tim. Yeah, there you are. <laughs> you uh, you're an old radio veteran. That's right. And you made the right move since leaving the fan here years ago. You made the right move to actually get a real job. And I, by real job, Billy, I mean real job, not just going down to you know BMO Harris down here and getting a bank teller job. Nothing against that. No. But no. this, what this dude did, got out of radio to do this. To what? Go do construction? Or no. Or become a mechanic? Jim, you, how close are you to Plumber? becoming a doctor? Whoa. Well, I'm 13 months away from becoming a physician. Man, that's Man, congratulations. That's incredible, dude. That's really cool. See, you got away. You know, we can't get away. It's got Oh, us. you can get away. Anybody can get away. How did you? If I can do it. Anybody can do it. How did you get away? I mean, what was the what was the coup de gras that you just said, "Fuck this shit"? I'm going. To get well, a when real we job. were working in uh, again to get people up in the background, yeah, I worked as a fan, but that was just for a cup of coffee. I was just doing the updates, you know. I was just doing the the sports cast. Yeah, wasn't really doing the you know the show. But uh, back in the day, I was doing the country morning, and Tim was the PD doing the afternoons, and I was doing the mornings, and I made a kooky-ass bet on the air uh, trying to get publicity because we were trying to get into the Milwaukee market and trying to you know, make as much noise as we could, and the war broke out, and American Legion got on and said, hey, the, the troops are paying for their own phone cards. That's wrong. I said, yeah, that's wrong. So if you raise X amount of dollars, I think it was like $10,000, in two weeks, I'll actually go there. I'll actually become embedded with the troops. And they raised like Tim. They raised like twenty thousand in one week. Or so. It was crazy. The, yeah. the amount of uh, charitable support that we got was was insane. So I had to 
put up, you know, or so shut up. This guy went into went the war zone in Iraq, Billy. Yeah. As as a morning show guy, as a radio guy, he was the first. Now I, I know Jim. Uh, since you went, then a lot of other radio stations uh, in America did did jump. I was the board. first one. You were I was the, the yep. first one. Yeah. Of of anybody to go, even the guy from ABC News who got his head blown off. And got a lot of publicity. I was like, dang it, I wish I could have got my head blown. Just a, just a tip. Just a tip of my head. You know, I have a lot of head to give. Just take away an ear or something. Yeah, all you needed is a little just battle a, just wound. Just an yeah, ear. Right. You know, Jesus, a toe. Come on. So then you could have just gotten your arm blown off, and you really could have made some and, coin. And, and, yeah. It's funny. That's what I'm saying. It's funny back then that, that I had meetings, uh, Jim, without you there, just because we had to dot some I's and cross some T's, and there was a... Uh, a shit ton of liability involved here. There just, oh, yeah, there yeah. just was. And were you going to sue us if you did get the tip of your nose blown off or w- whatever it <laughs> might have been? So, right. And and I remember admitting. I think I admitted to you and and uh, certainly my bosses that uh, ain't no way radio is putting me <laughs> in a war zone. No, there, there there's enough going on. Well, yeah, I I can tell that because you get scared of a foul ball. You know, you, you that's think, true. You think that's the fucking <laughs> war trenches? <laughs> that's it. So he you had a tougher time in spring training than I did in Iraq. In the end of it, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And so you and it's it was it was very cool, so cool, and and certainly um, it wasn't just kind of a schmaltzy radio bit. I mean, it was these uh, these guys. We're getting satellite phones and satellite phone cards from yes. this, from our radio station, from this guy right here. Yeah, so I li- delivered them personally, and the cool thing was Channel 12 got on board and was into it, and uh, Patrick Palantonio, who was doing mornings then, he was doing the morning show, was like the big cheerleader, and, you know, he put me on the show uh, from Iraq a couple times. He put me on the show from uh, with one of those satellite phones. That I was bringing, I I called in live to the Channel 12 morning show. So um, it was a great publicity stunt. It put us on the map. It got us noticed. We got in Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. We got in uh, Kenosha News. Uh, We got on Channel 12, and we got some national press, too. And some national people started picking up on it. Uh, um, Charlie Daniels among them. Uh, Gary Sinise, the actor, uh, heard about what I did. And when I went and did a job in the Chicago uh, uh, suburbs for the same company, he and I hooked up and we did several concerts with his Lieutenant Dan band, mm-hmm. which is all about Wounded Warrior Project. So, I mean, it, it just sort of snowballed and I sort of became known as the guy who was like the troops guy. But uh, getting back to your question about how I made the transition, uh, there was a time when I was there, I was there April 10th through April 19th of 2005. So it's getting to be 13 years ago, exactly to the day that wow. I was there. And uh, I was waiting at one point for a helicopter to take me from Baghdad to a place called Balat, which is an air base. And as the helicopter was off in the distance, I heard an explosion. And then when it was right overhead, it, there was an explosion that was like a, a par five away. It was just like right there. And I said, is that, uh, is that good? Is that us? Is, are we shooting at them? Are they shooting at us? Or what's going on? And they said, just, when the thing comes, just keep your head down and hang on and get up in the air. And if you get in the air, you know, thank God. And... I at that point I was having the conversation. I'm not even real religious, but I've never been in a war situation before, and I never knew how to react to something like that. And so I I had the conversation with God, 
And it wasn't like, oh, spare my life, like I'm shitting balls. You know, it wasn't like that. It was <laughs> yeah. just sort of like, it was just sort of like, this may be it. Yeah. It was surreal. And I said, we could be shot out of the sky. I didn't know if they were shooting at us or what. And we could be shot out of the sky at any moment. And I thought, well, should that happen? I'm, I'm grateful. It's been a good run. But what has it really been? You, you hit that moment where you go, time to turn in the report card or time to turn in the test. And how did you do? Well, uh, I did okay, I, I guess. I mean, I was I was there on a charitable mission, and yeah. I died and not come back. Then you know I would have been some kind of legend or what have you. But I did live, and this the more and more I realized that I was going to live as we got further further out in the in the country, and I saw guys with oxen, and I realized, yeah, probably I wasn't going to get shot down. I said I've got to I've got to do something more than just tell people that. You know, there's another ten in a row with no talk coming. I mean, there just there had to be more <laughs> kicking off another rock block with Jim <laughs> Shea. Right. Another nonstop rock block. Yeah. You know, uh, no, I but mean, we it's, did it's fun. I mean, life is fun, but I, I sort of thought life had to be kind of more than that. And I didn't know uh, what I was going to do, but the decision sort of fermented as we went along because when I got to where we got, I called Channel Twelve. And Patrick's producer said, hey, Jim, you were in Baghdad this morning with, with the time change. Uh, it, was, it was this morning for them. It was this afternoon for me. And I said, yeah. And he said, did you know that in Baghdad uh, this morning there were, uh, there were two car bombings and four of our people died? And I said, I didn't know that, but I heard it. I heard it happen. Oh, wow. And it hit me that the world lives in darkness and fear. And if you go to a city in the Middle East, there's a more than good chance that somebody has experienced the threat, the imminent danger of getting their guts blown on the ceiling. And, and we don't live like that. And I got a taste of living like that. And I thought, Jesus, Mary, I, there's, just, there's just more to this than, than you know, I, 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 have to, I have to bring a little darkness, uh, a little light to that darkness if I can. So the answer came when I started interviewing these kids uh, for Channel 12, I was getting Christmas greetings for On the Air, and I said, what are you going to do when you get out of here, these medics? And they said, well, I'm going to be like a podiatric physician or a, a orthopedic uh, surgeon or something like that. And I said, oh, that's great. Have you gone to college for that? And they said, no, no, I don't even have a GED. And I said, how are you going to do that? And they said, just watch me. And then I said, well, 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 well just watch me. Just watch me do it. Yep. And so I went back to undergrad at University of Wisconsin Parkside in Racine and uh, completed my Bachelor of Science degree. It took me six years. I did odd jobs, like working on the fan and like that. That is an odd job. to get a paycheck. But I graduated and got a good degree, and I got accepted to three different podiatric surgeon schools, and the one... And I'm three years in, and another year I'm going to be. I'm going to start learning surgery, uh, how to repair people's ankles and feet. I'm going to be a doctor. He's going to be from radio to being a doctor, and that is super yep. cool. Because I'll tell you, now that's a miracle. I'll tell you, Billy, when when he was in Iraq, um, we did have meetings while he was there. Like, what are we going to do if? If he does get shot up and, and dies, right. and then I said, "Well, we're going to have a funeral." Um, that's that's number one. 
Then what, then, We're going to have a funeral for the other country station. That's right, baby. Suck yes, it. Yes, that's right. Our guy died on the air. We're going to bury your station. You know, I think like a radio guy. Yeah, exactly. And and then we and then I started reading up on uh, the Americans with Disabilities Act because then I thought, well, what if he comes back and he's got you know he's minus a leg and a half and one half an arm or something? So we're going right. to have to accommodate that. So that was really really cool. So you're off and and he chose. By the way, Billy, he chose the. The foot school, the doctor school, that's in South Beach. Just just saying. <laughs> yes. In, he could have uh, went to, like, Iowa Florida, or something. And, right, no, he uh, made a good decision there. Yeah. My One of my props, too, let me mention this. Um, our main hospital where we do the clinicals is called Mercy Hospital there. Guy's name is Dr. Jim Lacido. He is the official doctor, podiatrist doctor, of the Miami Heat. And so when Dwayne Wade needs his, uh, <laughs> needs his callus shaved, there's the doc giving him a 15 blade, and these guys come into the clinic. There's a big, tall, white one. I don't even know his name, but this big – and I shouldn't say because it's HIPAA laws. I can't – That's true. It's <laughs> yeah. that anybody's coming into the clinic. But the Heat players come into the clinic uh, to get their uh, – you know, their feet and ankles and legs checked out all the time. So there's a little bit of a kind of a sports angle to what I do, too. Yeah, so we're now, talking now that's, with... That's awesome, Jim. Yeah, you, you can recycle it. We're, we're talking with Jim Shea, former uh, employee here on the sports station. It wasn't a fan at the time. It was uh, probably seven, sports leader. 17 different names at that time. But <laughs> right. um, but uh, he's a former colleague of mine back at the country station, been around the world. Uh, in terms of radio, Cleveland and Chicago and, and the whole nine yards. So he got out while the getting's good. Uh, I will say that uh, we, we always like to stir up a little bit. Um, I went at it with Rami the other day. Uh, Jim, and we won't get into detail, but uh, Rami was not very fair to Jim when he was here. And, well, and, no, I don't know about that. I, there was just one incident where he was doing it from Summerfest or something. He was live from Summerfest. And I couldn't find like his music or something, like because you you had to point and click and you drag were on the it board. Drop yes. the drag. Yeah. So he just kind of lost his mind one day. But I understand how that is sometimes because I've been on the other end of it where somebody something technical goes wrong and I've lost my mind with people. So I guess it's karma or payback or whatever. He just he just kind of lost his mind about it. But the, other than that, you know. Well, now I know you no didn't you didn't, you didn't put guy. your put your hands down. You put the fists right up. Did you go right at him? Oh, they were going at it. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no not at all. I didn't go at it. No, but he I didn't back down. He was on location. Yeah, yeah. But there was uh, some uh, conversation. There, right. yeah, there was just a conversation that was happening. But I, I was proud of Jim. He didn't back down. He, uh-uh. He's, little did Rami know that Jim's experience was like tenfold over his at the time. Well, exactly. But Rami's the coolest fucking guy in the world. Oh, so of you, course. You yeah. That. Now, yeah. I got I to gotta get back to the back-to-school conversation with Jim. So you, so you go down to Florida and go down to Miami to, to now go to, to foot and ankle school, which I might have to use your services here in a couple of years because I got a really, really bad right ankle that's got a lot of scar tissue around it. Well, I so wonder we'll, why. We, well, what do you mean? I just wonder why. I we'd have to get years to the of being of a very very upper echelon average athlete. That's probably what it was. Oh. But <laughs> okay, so what's the history? So uh, what's your pain level? Let's do the examination. What's your pain level? Pain level right now, resting probably about a two every day. Uh, well, what does it get to? What does it peak at? Peaks out at about a five. 
Uh, I've had it. Okay, I mean, have I've, you had an MRI? No, no. I, I always kind of shot. First thing you ought to get. I kind of always shot those down during during the playing days, and now I don't really want to get it looked at. <laughs> if it if it pains you, you may have some uh, degeneration in the subtalar joint or in the actual ankle joint itself. And how old are you? Uh, Twenty three. Twenty. Oh, that's not good. Well, let's just let's well, say, give him a real this? lay of the land. Why don't we here? give him let's, a little bit of a he's, while? He's so- about six three, six four. And uh, robust, he's carrying around a little bit on on his ankles. Um, I don't know. Yeah, right around like th- three, 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 thirty, forty range. Does that play a part? So in your... you might have knee troubles also, or hip troubles also. <laughs> yes, hip troubles for sure. Knees are actually surprisingly okay. Okay. Well, they're not going to stay okay for that long carrying that kind of load. That's I, all I'm saying. I think you are the war zone. Not, not the wall. Oh, I know, I know what I've put this body through. You think this is an accident? You become this kind of size? No, this this was a delegated job. But, but now let's get off here because I'm going to wait until you know you like any good radio guy. I'm going to wait until I can just get a sponsorship deal and then we can figure out the the <laughs> That's true. measures of getting an my, my body deal. fixed. Um, Look, let me just say right now when I get uh, when I get certified, I'll happily see you and don't worry about it. Don't worry about insurance. Don't worry about nothing. I'll I'll, I'll check you out. Don't worry oh, about look it. At oh, that. look at this guy. Right. Yeah. Standing ovation. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. <laughs> Jim that. Stadium Shay strikes again. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, do not smoke. Uh, watch your carbohydrates. Watch that. It's you, you just you have to be a good compliant patient. I can't. I can't help you if you don't help yourself. He's okay. about 41 minutes removed from eating a sub sandwich that's as long as your arm. <laughs> he carried it in over his shoulder. Two, here we come. It's like Paul Bunyan with an axe. Yeah, but over instead his... it's a club from Cousins. <laughs> that's what it was. Uh, so, Jim, so 13 months away from being a doctor, and then, yep. then we make some real money, not radio money. Real money. Well, no. No? In the three-year period following your graduation is called your residency. Uh-oh. And uh, most likely do it down there. You don't make much. I wouldn't come back here. You, you make about $62,000, $64,000 a year. You don't make too much, okay, okay. for three years. You kind of suffer through. And then then after that, then you, then you would average, if you set up your own place, you would probably average about two hundred thirty thousand a year, but Ooh, then there's okay. overhead. Okay, so yeah, that's nice. Right. Now All we're right. cooking. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. You can stay in Miami, making Goodness a quarter gracious. mil a year. Yeah, yeah. You should make a quarter mil a year. It would depend on how much surgery you do, and it would depend on you know who you know what kind of a patient load you get. And you're probably not going to get a big patient load if you're just going out on your own. You're probably going to have to join with somebody else. But yeah, that's what you should be making. You should be making about 230, 240,000 a year. You gross. That's what you should be making. Okay. Well, if uh let's let's open up the practice here. We'll hire Jim, Tim and Tausch and Shay. Um and we'll just be foot doctors here in in Milwaukee. What what well, do you, what, what like should I get into? Doctor slash sports talk thing, you know, <laughs> right. the Yes, but but we'll like, have to like we'll have to have at least one other one. Talking a little sports, and then I you get in, come in and get the foot exam. That's you know, right, like the whole like a spa, like a spa. <laughs> but only we're there while you examine the foot. We'll be talking sports with your patient. I was going to say I that's, could go back and do I something, think but that that's is probably a not novel gonna happen. approach to a waiting room because 
otherwise you're just looking at you know Esquire Fox magazine waiting room and it's just come on how much Trump do I need to see here come on I need, I need something else please well right? and, well, and we'll make sure there's some swimsuit calendars in there yeah, yeah. And what's wrong with a couple of uh, playboys around instead of like Vanity Fair or well, those you know, nothing funny. wrong at all I said you bring it on bring Maxim at least come on at least that <laughs> yes yeah well, Jim, it was a pleasure catching up. Now, we're going to go out over the weekend and uh, tip back a few. At least I will. I don't know if you will, but I will. I, I might. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> right. And uh, and it's it's awesome to see a radio guy go good. And and we can, we're can we just, like, locked at the ankles here. Speaking of foot, feet, uh, we're locked at the ankles. I see what you did there. I see what you did with the foot there. Yeah, that like was that. pun That's intended. Good. I can I, tell by I, the way he's smiling. I know. And, uh, and we would – if. If we could find, if I could find a real job, I'd do it. Um, but I don't. I don't Jim, the any, only real job I do? I don't you're ever going to have is is bar owner. Come on, let's face it. You why are you why do you not own a bar now? How does that happen? I know that you I want to own a bar. bar. I want to own this like a just a little shitty corner bar. Just let me at that thing, and you, I'll put up a little prize wheel right at the let you pr- at that cash thing. Register. All you're going to want to do is chill out by the Jack Daniels <laughs> bottle, and it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> no, well, that's what a bar owner does, <laughs> and then just empties out the cash register. People come now in and, you're talking. Now, how about the shitty little bar becomes my waiting room? Yeah. And a now sports talk show. Yes. And now we got yeah. every, everything covered. We need dancing girls, stripper poles. And uh, this is what we want to outlaw, Billy. We want to outlaw the corner bar should never ever, to be successful, the corner bar should never really have Frank and Tom down at the end of the bar with the remote control in their hand watching Wheel of Fortune. No. No. no that can't happen. Death. <laughs> That's the death of your bar. If that happens, yeah. close or sell. <laughs> because as we all know, the lifeblood of any pub, any establishment, Tim, one word, one word, and that is? Tits. <laughs> I can, can I say I'm that? I'm going to go a little south of the border. But that's okay. 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 No, are we okay to say that? Yes, we are. Right. We've dropped at least four or five f bombs, so I'm not too. No, but I mean, is someone going to get their undies in a bundle because I said anatomy? Plenty of people will, but who gives a shit? Oh, I don't know if uh, maybe we should beat that out. uh, Beep that out. No, we're not going to bleep it out. So it's beeped. But the the fact remains that that's the lifeblood of any bar, and you. You can't uh, have a bar without it. Yeah, women. And that's just the way to – hey, Las Vegas was built on gambling, but it also was built on women. Let's face it, it was. Mm -hmm. So I want to run a little Las Vegas. That's why those guys that still have have jobs out there that carry the little billboards on their backs showing you that you can go to Stale Horse or whatever you want to call it. (laughs) That's right, Spearmint Rhino. And all that. I, in fact, I sent Jim to Vegas. Uh, our morning I was gonna show. Say, have, you, have you taken Jim to Vegas? Now I, not, with you? W- not with him, but I sent him uh, as he was doing our morning show, like he said. And uh, it yeah. was Academy of Country Music. What uh, was more award. enjoyable, Jim, Vegas or Baghdad? <laughs> well, Baghdad was uh, there wasn't any drinking in Baghdad for a start. <laughs> it, it is it is not uh, is not legal, and uh, people don't do it. And if you were caught with drugs, uh, you're going to be jailed without parole. And if you are caught selling drugs, you're going to face a firing squad. 
is what huh. they told everybody there. So yeah, Baghdad is Baghdad is pretty hardcore. Las Vegas is almost the other way. It's like if you don't drink, you face a firing squad. So what's the matter with you? <laughs> That's exactly what's, it. What's your problem? You're bad for business. <laughs> no doubt. This guy. Well, this uh, this this business has uh, has been rewarding. I know for you, for me, for Billy, and uh, then you got out and you're going to do something cool and and really. Um, the Hippocratic Oath is is all about helping people. So that that you default to that. So you're a better person than me. I'm a little more selfish. Well, I, I, don't, don't... I don't believe that. No, I don't believe that for a minute. Uh, I don't think I'm better or smarter or anything more than anyone. I mm-hmm. just decided to do it. And yeah. I think good radio is its own reward. And people that do good radio, I applaud them. And I, I'm not. I don't disparage it. I think radio is great. I think the business has changed a bit. But it had to change a bit, and uh, the people that are doing it and doing it well, like you guys, I support you guys, I applaud you guys, and I'm just happy to have been with you guys. Yeah, and then he'll blow his nose in a $5 bill once he starts making two and a half, <laughs> two and a half hundred thousand a year yeah. and throw it at us. Hey, guys, have some fun talking tomorrow. Yeah, be, being uh, <laughs> $240,000 annually is a far cry from doing a radio remote down at Rosa Nissan. I mean, <laughs> well, true. True. come on. But I, I tell you, I loved it. I loved every minute. I was in it for 30-some years. Loved every minute of it. Fantastic. Uh, had a good time. And a lot of the younger people that are in the med school with me, they say, geez, I, I want to do something like that. And I said, well, do it then. I mean, do, do whatever you want to do, and don't let anyone tell you that you can't or you shouldn't or whatever. You just do what you got to do. Follow your star. For Tim, I know it's radio. I mean, that's what you got to do. You keep on doing it until uh, the day that the last stick is torn from the ground. You know, you're going to be talking radio in the kitchen to somebody. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's just how you roll. You know, it's just your talent, it's your skill, and it's great, and it helps people. It's fantastic. It helps people in ways you you couldn't begin to imagine. So don't ever think that anything's better or worse just because of the. They pay you a bigger check to do it. It doesn't necessarily mean that's true at all. It really doesn't. I think I think radio is fantastic. I loved it. Like I say, wouldn't wouldn't have changed a thing and wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have given up a minute of it. Well, I value your friendship, Jim Shea, and uh, we're going to wrap up. This this was a actually a, a good podcast, Billy. I mean, oh yeah, uh, it was actually good. It wasn't just you know kind of half-assed and thrown together screwing around right yeah we, we they usually suck is that well no we usually usually we rip on uh, some of the staff workers no we tell the that's truth that's why we were trying to get you to talk more a little bit more about rami but i mean if we, if we really wanted <laughs> no, to make i had a, i had a decent relationship with him i think he's you know he's at that point he was a young broadcaster he's still young and uh you know not a whole lot of experience and everybody's going to make those mistakes where they tee off on somebody. Yep. I, I did it. God knows I did it as a program director. I've done it. So, I mean, I know it. what it's like to be on both ends of that thing. Okay, I, well, now let's I have say, some look, fun and talk about Sparky. Oh, Sparky. Now, that's a great guy right there. Now, why is he not on this? He should be on this. He doesn't want he doesn't, to be on He this. doesn't like us anymore. No. Why, why not? Why, what's up? He got cool and started talking to girls and. Yeah, no, no, now we're not cool talking anymore. to girls. Yeah, he's actually a oh, family. You've been in my, you've been in Florida for too long, Jim. <laughs> too long, buddy. <laughs> That's a whole different show, right there. Whole because another show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he is a family man. Got some kids, and now he's big boy daddy pants. And and that you know what, I can respect that. That's something he's always wanted. Little did I know that that's something he's always wanted. I never knew that. 
uh, about one of my he best. He wanted to pass along his DNA to the next generation. Who had a clue about that? You know? Who knew? Who knew that he had a gravitational pull toward a woman? Well, everyone knew. Everyone was just hoping probably wouldn't. Well, he didn't think he would for a few <laughs> years there. I don't think he did. He thought it was a mathematical impossibility. <laughs> no, but we have found out that uh, he loves Disney, loves his kids, loves his wife, well, wife-to-be, and uh, and the job. I Does he love the Bucks? Well, these days, I guess he does Not this team. He said that he's done with them. Yeah, he said he's, all done. he's at his yeah. fill with these guys. He's all right, Jim done. Shea, always a pleasure, man. We'll see you on Sunday, okay? Absolutely. All right. Pleasure being with you guys. Thanks, there dude. he is, Jim Shea. Jim Stadium Shea, he was called here on the fan. <laughs> Stadium Shea. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, and that was one of the more tame. That was interesting, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, literally, as a morning guy, he went to Baghdad. I had no idea about that story. So During was, the war. So I got it disappeared for a few minutes because I was just enamored with the whole thing. It was awesome. During awesome the war, he's embedded with our troops. And it was uh, some of the stories, man, he came back with. Um, and as uh, as the, our morning guy, he, I mean, we got a chance to sit down in private and off the air and, and talk about, uh, yeah, he was nervous and scared. And I bet he was. It was a come-to-Jesus yeah. moment for him. And um, Good for him, though. But That's I wouldn't cool. have done it. I, I just told him. I told him, I'm not doing it. You could, I'm not that good of a person to do do that there's far better people in this world than me i would have been just a little bit worried about your agility i don't know if you would have been able to maneuver your way through i would have wanted was, a if cigarette if there was a landmine going through yeah you were gonna if anything blew up you're gonna walk up to the rubble and try to spark up your marb light with it <laughs> no but they they told him when when it's time for lights out or nighttime sleeping time whatever you couldn't even light a cigarette because it would tip off the enemy it's crazy Wow. Yeah, that was so he he made it back, thankfully. And uh, gives you a fresh perspective on life, like he said, that's for sure. Sure did. All right. So that's our tame Tim and Taos in the morning podcast, number 14. We'll make sure we muck it up next week. And we'll we'll get to someone. Get to know Mayor Mitch, maybe? No. 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 We're not gonna do that. Radio Joe, our little brother. Oh, we could get little brother Joe. Little brother Joe might be our, we'll hope, our next guest. We'll see. Tim, I understand the podcast and and the fun parts of it, but I, I, look, I don't know. Look, I just don't think that it's right for me to be going on there and talking with you guys. And I know there's some vulgar language, and I just don't know if I want to be a part of that right now. That may not be appropriate to our format. No, it's completely. F- Completely appropriate. Completely appropriate for our format. Yeah, it is. Oh, well, who gives a shit? I I have heartburn. Again, I've been having heartburn. Getting old, man. That's it. All right, we'll see you next week. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 